Superb. Well, I hope you enjoyed um, Mike's um, rendition of the Easter story. Um, that's going to be going into primary schools from, um, uh, well, it's already been going in primary schools um, around the Northwest. And I'll be taking the same show as well. So the two of us will be going to as many primary schools as we possibly can to let them know the message of Easter on the run-up um, the next two and a half weeks. So I thought I'd just introduce who we are, um, and then Mike will share um, a message. This is Ruby, who's wandering around. Um, uh, we started Rhema in 2001, and uh, we, were, we weren't sure whether to um, do ministry, do we, uh, studying to be, uh, Mike was going to go to a theological college, and, and we were both actors at the time, or to be actors, and quite clearly God said to do the two together. And when we were thinking of a name for what we would do, um, some, someone mentioned the word rhema, which we hadn't heard of back then. And there's a few meanings, as with Greek words, to uh, the word um, rhema. It means the spoken word of God. It means word in action or a spiritually enlightened understanding of, of God's word. So those seemed very applicable to what we were doing, bringing the Bible to life. So um, that's how we started. Um, so yes, we were looking a bit different in 2001. Um, uh, <laughs> um, yes, and our whole thing was to see a whole generation brought up with, with good news, knowing, knowing the stories uh, from the Bible. So one of the things that we have done uh, has been going to primary schools like we, you saw the show just now. Um, we've, it's amazing. We've, we've told over a million children the, the good news over these uh, four, 14 years, over these 14 years, um, and there are some nice quotes from different schools on some of these slides. Um, the two main things, um, the company has been um, uh, growing and shrinking over these uh, 14 years, um, but uh, now it's down to just the two of us, um, and uh, occasionally we employ some other actors in, in busy periods. So we do uh, the story of Easter that you saw, and also we do the story of Christmas. Um, and as I mentioned, in the next two and a half weeks, we, we should be able to tell about 6,000 children, uh, 30 primary schools and four churches, just the two of us <laughs> um, being able to do that. So that's really been God's blessing. Uh, we also tell stories uh, to the church. Um, uh, one of the things that we wanted to do um, is incorporate some of um, some of Jesus' teachings. Sort of why why us? Sometimes when the when Bible stories are acted out, you can almost get behind some of the characters and why they might have said things. Um, so we did a story on on the life and letters of St Paul, covering the books of one and two Corinthians and um, Ephesians and Philippians and so, some of. Um, some of the smaller books as well, um, sort of with a message about unity and how we're all very different and how it's easy to look at the differences. But and we, when we did uh, that show, actually, that the the one Corinthians thirteen passage, the bit about um, love is patient, love is kind, we actually chose to put that in a context of Paul getting really annoyed with the Corinthians um, because they were squabbling all over the place, and then him realizing his own attitude to them and getting angry with them. And him actually having to speak to himself, saying, actually, love is patient, love is kind. So it's brought, it, it can, can bring the scriptures um, to life. And the thing that I love as well is that um, Jesus um, was a storyteller. And he told people both in the church, he told people outside the church, um, stories which had a message and took people to, um, uh, to be closer to God. This was... Um, a show, this quote was from a show that was to do with suffering. And I know suffering is a really big issue for loads of us. 
um, you know, sometimes when God doesn't heal or, or when there's a, a, real, a real sadness that we've got. And, and, and just from, from the show, it was amazing. Uh, a lady was able to feel um, her faith being restored um, through just sharing the scriptures through a theatre. We also do holiday clubs, and uh, on the 16th of May, as um, was mentioned by John, um, we are going to be part of your day, your um, day away, church day away, and we'll be taking the children's work, and we'll be getting them within uh, the, the five to 11-year-olds to put on a little play within the three hours that we'll be working with them, so you should be able to see what they come up with if you go on that day away. Um, and that's one of the, the shows when we've done a four-day um, holiday club and they've made their costumes and things like that. Um, we've also, um, God spoke to us about uh, four years ago saying the word justice when we were on a retreat and we didn't know what that meant because we had always been interested in bringing the Bible to life. And then a couple of years ago, um, a lady from International Justice Mission, um, a friend of ours, um, came up and said uh, to Mike, uh, have you ever thought about writing a show on justice? Um, and it felt as though God was in it and we started exploring the issue of human trafficking. Now we did do the play um, the It's Not Fair here one evening. It was just Mike and I doing a two-hander about anti-trafficking. And it's an issue that we've really got quite, uh, quite passionate about because there are, um, there are 35.8 million people currently in modern-day slavery, um, <coughs> which, is, uh, which is horrendous, really. So we're looking at how we, as creatives, um, with a the theatre and also with film, we're, we're making a film... Uh, that's the script's already written, but we're going to be shooting it in June and July this year um, about anti-trafficking. It's a story film rather than a documentary film. Um, so we're hoping that can uh, be a useful resource for people as well. Um, we've started filming some of our, our, our stories um, we've got um, our Christmas show, which is, we've just done it against green screen. I don't know if any of you are technical, so you can put, um, you can put any background um, behind there. But we, we are currently looking for funding. So if anyone does want to fund something to do with um, putting these on uh, t d DVD and television, then do, then do speak to us about that. But that's, that's uh, what we're looking to do this year. And uh, we've also started making films for those outside of church. Um, this film um, is a short film on marriage and the theme of forgiveness. Um, it's, uh, it can be for people who are in the church and people who aren't. So we're just trying to look at uh, subjects that, are, that have difficulty about them for us as everyday people and see how, how we can bring some truth of God um, into, into these things. So that's a bit about uh, what we do. How can you get involved? Well... You've already booked us for some performances, and you've uh, you booked us for this morning. Uh, we've got an angel scheme, so if you would like to uh, receive updates and help us financially, um, we get uh, most of our uh, uh, our work is uh, what's the word? <coughs> um, is provided by um, by people who pay for the performances, and then some is through supporters. So if you'd like to do that, then come and see us. We've got a stall in the foyer. Um, we are needing to get an administrator at the moment because <laughs> there's only the two of us, so we really would like um, to raise some funds for that. Um, there are our websites just down below if you'd like to find out any more, but big thank you for having us this morning. And Mike, over to you. Lovely, fantastic. Um, yeah, so uh, as Becky said, we, we tell stories. Um, we are inspired by the Bible and we're passionate about the Bible and finding ways of communicating that, that to people. Uh, children, People in the church, people.
people outside of the church. So um, can we get involved? Um, now, I've been asked to uh, just share a few words uh, of a more spiritual nature this morning as we are in church and as it's a Sunday morning. So why they picked me, I will never know. But here we go. Um, I always feel very reassured uh, when I go to places and they have one of these lecterns, I think they're a fantastic idea because if it's going really badly, you've got somewhere to hide and duck when people start throwing things at you. Um, yeah, so we've been doing this for about 14 years now. And um, over that period of time, we've had our ups and downs. Um, things don't always go smoothly. Um, won't bore you with the details, but um, sometimes life isn't straightforward, and um, I think that's true for a lot of people. Life can be quite tough at times. Um, we live in, uh, the Bible tells us, we live in a fallen world where, you know, full of fallible people, we've all got things which we get wrong and do wrong, there's disease and disaster, people treat each other badly, some people don't have enough, some people seem to have too much kind of, we're living in this kind of situation, and sometimes it can be quite tough. And sometimes um, we can be led to think, that's not fair. That's, that's not right. You know, I, this, this situation I'm in, it's, it's not, I'm not happy about this. This isn't right. And it's true. It's not right. But uh, it's only half true as well. Because Sometimes we look around at other people and we think, they've got things easier than me. Things seem, at this point in time, to be working out really well for them. God seems to be on their side and somehow or other doesn't seem to be on mine. Their prayers are getting answered and mine aren't. And hang on a minute, they're not even people in the church and they seem to be doing better than me. We sort of think, and if you're working, working in a Christian organisation, sometimes you can think, hang on a minute, I'm supposed to be working for you, Lord. You should, be, uh, you should be pouring the resources of heaven behind me. You should be on my side. Everything should be going absolutely smoothly. But it doesn't always work out like that. And so sometimes we can think, we can get a bit annoyed. We can get a bit irate and upset with God and thinking, hang on a minute, I thought that you were supposed to be blessing me. I thought that being a Christian was supposed to make my life a heck of a lot easier. And maybe it's not really working for me, this Christianity. It seems to be working out for some other people. They seem to be running well with it and getting all the blessings and having a fantastic community and wonderful family times and the jobs getting promoted and what have you. But for me, it just isn't working. Things aren't right. But then, is that the way it's supposed to be? And kind of looking at the Apostle Paul, in 2 Corinthians 11, 23 to 29, he's saying, I have worked much harder, been in prison more frequently been flogged more severely, and been exposed to death again and again. Five times I received from the Jews the forty lashes minus one. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was pelted with stones. 
Three times I was shipwrecked. I spent a night and a day in the open sea. I have been constantly on the move. I have been in danger from rivers, in danger from bandits, in danger from my own people. In danger at sea and in danger from false believers. I have labored and toiled and have often gone without sleep. I have known hunger and thirst and have often gone without food. I have been cold and naked. Besides everything else, I face daily the pressure of my concern for all the churches. Who is weak and I do not feel weak? Who is led into sin and I do not inwardly burn? Doesn't sound very straightforward to me. In uh, 2 Corinthians 1 verse 8, he says, We do not want you to be uninformed, brothers and sisters, about the troubles we experienced in the province of Asia. We were under great pressure far beyond our ability to endure, so that we despaired of life itself. So, uh, for Paul, living the great Christian life, it wasn't too straightforward. Um, Elsewhere, I haven't marked down a passage, but there's a famous bit where he talks about him having a thorn in the flesh, and about how he prays to God for it to be taken away. Now, this is a guy who knew a thing or two about prayer. And I don't think there's anything wrong with his theology or maybe his commitment to prayer or maybe his faith levels. But his prayer, the answer that God gave him wasn't the answer he was originally looking for. And that's the life that Paul lived. And then we look at Jesus. Obviously, we looked at uh, Easter this morning. But kind of starting right at the beginning of Jesus' life, the nativity, the incarnation when he was born. This is the great turning point in history when God himself comes down into the midst of his creation and he's born into a time of oppression. He's not kind of born into a great family, royalty or gentry. He's born apparently out of wedlock with a big social stigma attached to it which put a great big strain on his parents' relationship. Joseph planned to divorce her quietly after the wedding was out of the way. He was born in the middle of the census going on. Not before it, or after it was all out of the way, right in the middle. So that it wasn't exactly everything all comfortable and sitting around at home with Mary there with all the relatives around. She had to kind of ship herself off all the way to Bethlehem. And when they get there, there's nowhere to stay. And then shortly after the born... Herod says he wants to kill all the children under the age of two, and they become refugees, and they have to flee the country. It's not a great start to life. Um, And to be honest, in my opinion, it was very poorly organised. I mean, if you or I were to organise a massive historical event, you'd at least book a hotel room, wouldn't you? But God was there. You know, if, if I didn't know the full story, I'd have been looking at Mary and Joseph and go, I don't know what you're going. Are they really walking with God? Is God in that situation? But God was in that situation probably far more than he's been in any situation ever. He was right in the very, very heart of that situation. Now, we don't always understand why these things happen, but we know that God does And what we do know is that in the midst of these situations, in the midst of life not being straightforward, 
the line between this physical world and the spiritual world becomes very thin indeed. And heaven moves so much closer to earth. God is far more present in some of those situations than he is in what we would describe as normal. It's in that darkness that we can find treasure. We have to choose to do that, though. Sometimes we kind of just get so fed up and angry that we close ourselves off to God. But when we dig deep, we find treasure. Paul wrote some of his best stuff in prison when he was on death row. After being through all that, he said shortly before being executed, I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well, fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all this through him who gives me strength. We sing the uh, carol at Christmas that says, in the dark streets shineth the everlasting light. And it's in the darkest places that the light often shines brightest. God doesn't always deliver us from our troubles, but he delivers us through them. Sometimes we can feel like Jesus at the cross. Um, It tells us in the Bible uh, that he cried out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? That kind of utter kind of cry of, oh, God, what, I, where, where are you in the middle of this? But it wasn't just a kind of random cry. He was actually quoting Psalm 22. And um, theologians kind of believe that was quite a deliberate statement that was being made there. Because that's, that Psalm 22 starts with, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? That sense of why is this happening? God isn't here. Ah! But the psalm ends in praise. The psalm goes through that and comes out the other side of going, I trust you, God, even though I do not understand what is going on. And there's that, um, there's an old song as well, says, this world is not my home, I'm just a passing through. You know that one? Yeah. This kind of place that we live in the moment, in the temporary, it's, there's a lot of problems and things, and we think, something doesn't quite feel right, and we wish that something would be better. And the fact is, things are going to get better, because... We can flick to the back of the book. I don't know if some of you like that. If you're kind of reading a book and you want to know how it ends and you kind of flick to the back, find out how it ends. We can flick to the back of the book and it tells us how things end when God does put everything right. Sometimes we have to go through things on the journey, but things get put right. It isn't the end 
of the story. When life is difficult, God is but a whisper away. And in those darkest places, the light will shine brightest when you look for it. There are treasures to be found there, and there is another part of the story to come on the other side. Sometimes it takes a little while of um, this little personal story. Uh, some years ago, I had um, some health troubles. I bore you the details. Um, and some people uh, prayed for healing. Um, and, um, you know, we're like, we're kind of, uh, you know, we, want, we, like, we like things now, don't we? Kind of, we're praying for healing. And, uh, you know, it's been 10 minutes now. Come on, Lord. Um, but I had one of those moments. I don't have many of those moments. But, you know, um, when um, sometimes you kind of have a moment where you just have, you feel like you have a real kind of connection with God, a real kind of little conversation inside. And uh, I felt as though God was saying very, very, very clearly, I'm going to heal you, but I'm going to do it slowly because I've got my reasons. And if I heal you quickly, you are going to rush off and be twice as busy as ever before. But actually, there are things that you need to learn through this through needing to lean on me, through being cut off from other people, there are things that are between you and me that need to happen before I do that. So I'm deliberately slowing everything down. Um, Still learning some of those things. Uh, But, um, and I'm sure kind of the story's different for every single person, but that's just my personal testimony. That God sometimes does things slowly because... He kind of wants to spend a little bit longer holding our attention. And just to kind of finish on them, a great quote I'm sure we've heard before. Romans 8, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sake we face death all day long. We are considered a sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Permit me to make a very tenuous link to Mother's Day at the end. Um, I've got to confess, in our household, we've got such a crazy day today, we agreed that we were going to postpone Mother's Day till next week. <laughs> got out of that one. Uh, <laughs> um, but I suddenly realized it was Mother's Day. This, and, uh, but God is there, and he's like a parent, and he's the best parent ever, and he's with us, and he sees our struggles, and the fact is, he never, ever lets us go. He never leaves us, he never abandons us, and he loves us, and you can't kind of get away from that, really, because just like being a human parent, I 
can't stop being parent. Just because I'm doing something else, I'm still a parent. When they grow up and leave home, I'll still be a parent. I can have a big falling out, I'll still be a parent. There's no way I can not be a parent. And so, I'm sorry, but you're stuck with God. And he says that he's going to love you, and you're going to have to get used to that, because he's not going to stop, and he's not going to give up doing that. So, you're doomed to be loved by God forever. And I should have thought of a great way of closing, but uh, (laughs) that's been a bit so brilliant. So thank you for having us this morning, and uh, I hope that's uh, something that's helped.